This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network. It's April 20th at 2916 is the episode. It's sponsored today by Stateline Tack. Good morning, horse friends. Hey, you made it to Wednesday. Only three days left till a weekend full of horsey fun. Lucky for you, you have Jamie and Glenn to get you through on Horses in the Morning. Well, good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us. A uh, real quick note, and then I have something fun for Are you. Are you sick of me? I mean, my gosh, we spent the <laughs> evening together last night. I know, night. and I wanted to mention that. If you missed the Monty Roberts Q&A that uh, Jamie did last night, we're going to put it out on the audio form. We did it live video last night, but we're going to put it out in the audio form on tomorrow's Horses in the Morning. So if you missed it, you can catch it tomorrow. It was very good. It's your best one yet. Oh, Good thanks. job. Good Thanks, job. buddy. Good job. And Monty was on point last night. That's what makes it good. Yeah. Is when he's he's ready for it. He was focused last night. He was on point. Best one yet. But I came across, you know, it is Crappy List Wednesday, and I thought we'd start with a crappy list because I came across this. Each year, Nationwide Insurance uh, recognizes the most imaginative and unique names among its roster of insured four-legged animals. So uh, I didn't know Nationwide they insured apparently pets. have pet insurance, <laughs> so I didn't know that either. But they do this every year. I remember I was talking about it before. They have 1.1 million insured pets, wow. and they have the, we have for you the 10 top wackiest dog and cat names. So are you ready? Ready. So these are the 10 cat names of the wackiest. I'll start with number 10 in the cats, uh, Tayror Swift. Tayror Swift. Tayror Swift. Oh, the one below that is... <clears throat> I love this. Salt and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> People do tend to go long on cat names. Ruth Bader Kitzberg. <laughs> Mr. Murder Mittens. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that cat's like. <laughs> this is a bizarre one. Linda from Human Resources. <laughs> oh, Linda from so, HR. Let's talk about this one a minute. There are... Their human resources person was Linda. Either she was super nice and this cat's super nice, or she was a... And the cat is a... <laughs> it's just... The people from human... In my days in the office, people from HR were very... Like, you'd see them coming down the hall and you'd be like, go the other way, go the yeah. other way, go the other <laughs> way. Because it was never good news. You were going to get in trouble somehow. <laughs> uh, Lady Cleocatra Meowington. Again. It's a very fancy cat. Jennifer's mother tends to name cats like this, too. <laughs> <laughs> Your mother-in-law. Uh, Foo-Foo Cuddle Pups. Cuddly Pup. <laughs> this is a tough no. one. Foo-Foo Cuddly Poops. <laughs> <laughs> no poop is cuddly. <laughs> no. Uh, Crunch Cat Supreme. <laughs> Taco Bell. <laughs> Crunch Wrap Supreme. Ah, I love it. I love the next one. Boba Pet. Why didn't pet. I think of that? <laughs> it's a good one. It's short. I like it. Although I like the winner too. Uh, pickle m pickles McButterpants, the Muffin Slayer. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, can I just before we get to the dog names? Yeah. Can I just because Chaz's not here? I yeah. can tell you that officially now we have a second rabbit, and the second rabbit looks just like the first rabbit. <laughs> I strategically. Picked a rabbit. That was you don't so think he's going to notice two? Uh, if he's well, so far they can't be. They have to be introduced really slow, apparently, or they'll like fight. And apparently, rabbit fights are like cat fights. Uh, so you have to go real slow. So really, you can only carry one around at a time. So did we make sure they're sure both the same sex? They're both neutered males. Okay, good. <laughs> Everything should be neutered. You know, otherwise you're going to have a lot of rabbits. <laughs> yeah. So both neutered males, and as of I picked it up yesterday, and as of today, he has not noticed. Now he only got home at one in the morning, so he hasn't had a whole lot of time to poke around. But we'll see how long this lasts. So let's see. The rabbit, no noticing the two rabbit countdown, starts now. <laughs> 
<laughs> I give it a day. Uh, by the way, Lucas named it Falcon. So now we have Viper and Falcon, both F-16 related names. He's a genius, my son. I love it. <laughs> and uh, is he away right now, Chad? Is he flying? He, uh, he took Lucas to school and he's going to golf. So oh, so he's home. So I give he's it home. a day. I give it a day. 24 hours. And he'll notice. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Okay, we'll see, we'll see. Dogs, top 10 dog names from Nationwide. Uh, Number 10, Shuggy Boogie. That's just weird to say. Do you call him just Boogie for short? Shuggy Boogie, come here. Call him Boogie for short. Call your dog. Come here, Redwood, stinging tentacles of the sea, rot row. (laughs) Where did that come from? Is that from a movie? I have no idea. I like this one. Rot row is Scooby-Doo. Yeah, right. Uh, Princess Dump Truck. (laughs) <laughs> oh, she got big booty. Yeah, exactly. uh, what is pork frog? All one word. Pork frog. Where pork did that frog. Come from? <laughs> Motley Chew. That's a good one. I like Motley uh, Chew. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, macho Dog Randy Savage. <laughs> it's like they started with Macho Dog and said, ah, we got to throw a wrestler on there. Must Randy like Savage. It's <laughs> like a big brown pit bull. Yeah, exactly. Holly Picklebone Bonk. Now, they could have just stuck with Holly Picklebone. I don't know where the bonk came from, but oh, Holly super. Picklebone would have been good. Oh, I like this one. Ghost of her piece, Bookington. That sounds more like a cat name, though. <laughs> if, we, if we go with our trend here. Bruno Marscapone. And the winner, Dr. Potato Head. <laughs> So it's like Mr. Potato Head went Dr. back to Potato. school yeah. and got his his you know got degree, it. and now he's a doctor. He's a doctor. So those are the names. Yes. <laughs> what do you think? What Doctor Potato Head was? What breed? I'm oh, picturing I, a pug or something like that. Oh, uh, absolutely a pug. Yeah. Good, good point. What, yeah. Good point. I wonder uh, if you can Google these dogs and like they have like Instagram accounts or something. <laughs> well, Redwood stinging dog. tentacles of the sea rutro would probably be easy to find if he has one. Right. Just saying. Yeah. That's pretty unique. On today's show, our Black Rains guest is Jamila Sims of Equestrian Noir. And let me tell you, there are some of the most beautiful pictures ever on her page. Uh, the Daily Dose Health segment is on blood panels. And Pat Reyes, Pat Rea is back with her recipe for everything cookie bars, all on mm. today's show. And in the post show, we're going to do some weird news. Plus, I have some bad, bad, bad news for Jamie. Uh-oh, but... Oh, sorry. Just so you know, the weird news was provided by Roxana, Tamara, Alicia, Monica, Cynthia. Glenn even provided some Florida news for us. Loreen and Colt. So just wanted to give them a shout-out on the regular show. Got it. Remember, if you see... (laughs) Sorry, keep cutting you off today. No, you go. go okay. <laughs> Sorry. Birthdays. We literally we... talked about all of this on the pre <laughs> Yeah, I thought you were going to do it at the end of the show, not at the beginning. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, birthdays, Rebecca Brasher. That's it. Only one birthday from our auditor panel today, Rebecca Brasher. So, And congratulations to our winner from last night, Kelly Old. Kelly Old was the auditor that won a ticket to go to the movement. So mm-hmm. congratulations to Kelly. Can I play your bumper now or will I get in trouble? Go ahead. Well, I very rarely get text messages and phone calls in a flurry from my husband when he's on trips. And yesterday I received, I kept getting phone calls and I have a little Garmin watch that lets me know when a call's coming in because my phone's always on silent and it kept going. I was like, I hope everything's okay. And then I check my text messages and all I get is mask mandate has been lifted at the airport. He now is so excited. No longer does he have to wear a mask in the cockpit and around he is he travels for days and think about days of wearing a mask and how annoying that must be i know a lot of you have to had to do that and you're all heroes but airline pilots are not heroes <laughs> they're just guys walking around the airport that we have to wear the mask anyway he was i don't very, know they fly excited. me and i don't die so i consider them a hero Knock on wood, Glenn. Knock yeah, on wood. We're yeah, on the same so. flight next time, please. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Come to think about it. Hey, uh, Bob Baffert lost again. Um, 
more litigation. He took his 90-day suspension ordered by the Kentucky State to the Kentucky Court of Appeals, and they threw it out and said, go away, Bob. It stands. So this is his third or fourth loss in the appellate courts. Uh, so it looks like Bob Baffert's just going to have to serve his time, serve his suspensions, and uh, be done with it. I want to, like, d- does it start from before and while he's fighting it? Is it is he able to train, or is it like he's— well- I, I know we reported it, what uh, a couple weeks ago with Marty that uh, he's out in a couple of the states. He had to transfer all his horses, and so no is the answer to the question. He's he's done. I know uh, in a couple of the states. God, how the mighty have fallen! Yeah, and you know what? It was again. I've read many articles that said you know he's just the one they made the example of with this particular thing uh, because a lot of people did it and a lot of people got caught, but they, they just decided it was time to make an example. And who better than Bob Baffert to make well, this your example? if you're a cheater, you're a cheater. Mm, yeah, let's hope it helps. I mean, we hope that we're getting somewhere with the cleanup of racing. And speaking of which, Kentucky Derby is like a couple of weeks away. I know. It's coming up. Well, I'll have to talk about uh, we'll have to talk about the names and and a little bit about the horses that we usually wait till the week before because we have to get through uh, Land Rover first. So that's coming up next week. You'll be leaving a week from oh today. Oh my gosh! I woke up this morning. <laughs> I was like, Oh my god, it's tomorrow! I'm leaving tomorrow. No, it's next week. <laughs> it's next week, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that on Friday. Who's running and or, or early next week, maybe Monday? Uh, we'll talk about who's there, what are the stories, and you know what are some of the interesting things that are are, are going to be happening with horses and riders and otherwise over. At, they always have cool demonstrations there too, so we'll talk more about that. We'll be doing shows Monday and Wednesday of next week, so we'll have time to get go over that. In the meantime, Stateline Tech is also going to be there at Land Rover next week. I saw that there's going to be 120 vendors. So wow. it's a, apparently a record number of vendors. So if you all are... Everybody's uh, ready to get back out and shopping. <laughs> so my friend Larissa brought her mare over and I was like, you know, I think it might be good for you to put some front boots on her because she kind of bangs her feet together, you know, a little bit because she's a big, awkward 17-hand uh, thoroughbred. And she's like, Oh, shopping. I have to do some shopping for my horse. (laughs) That'd be awful. And I was like, I probably have some you can borrow. She's like, Jamie, Land Rover shopping. I'm in. And I was like, oh, good. (laughs) So perfect. Well, they're going to be a Land Rover and uh, they are on the road reconnecting to customers to provide them with their amazing deals. Come visit Stateline Tech in the Covered Arena booth 224. Stop and say hi. There's 50% off Gatsby, Da Vinci and Oak Brands up to 80% off Khaki. There's also surprise sales that are going to be exclusively debuted at the show. So schedule a visit and stay tuned. I mean, schedule a visit. You're just going to be wandering around the Covered Arena buying stuff. Just stop by. Uh, be sure to follow them on Facebook at slt.com and on Instagram at, at underscore wait at state underscore line underscore tech for the most up to date. Instagram show, is weird. Did, did someone else take state line <laughs> tech? Yeah, they must have, right? Wow. Uh, They've got up-to-date show schedules as to keep in touch with promotions, sales, giveaways. They're going to be, you're going to want to go to the Stateline Tech booth. So that is where we'll be. If you can't go, go, go to statelinetech.com and click on the Weatherbeta new products. (laughs) Weatherbeta has come out with some colorful stuff. Oh my gosh. They have a blanket or a sheet that is multicolored. Everything that Weatherbeta has come out, it looks like rainbow colors right now. Yeah. Yeah, they have like the ombre saddle pads. Yes. Oh my gosh, look at these blankets. They're like blue and they like fade into purple. Oh, that's <laughs> what cool. What about the ones that look like waves? The marble ones. They're marble. bizarre. <laughs> I mean, Love it. There are some saddle pads that are bizarre colors too. You have to check them out. I mean, really bizarre. I, You know, it's been so long since we've been to a trade show because usually we see all this stuff first. But uh, we're going to go in August. We're going back to the trade show in August. I'm I'm tired of not going to trade shows, so we'll be doing that in August. But Stateline Tech. Oh my tack. gosh! I want the little rainbow ombre pad and the ear bonnet, ear bonnet that matches. Oh, it's so cute. Our first guest on the show today is oh, she's just one of my favorite people. Her name is Pat <laughs> Rea. She is a, like everybody's favorite Italian 
chef and cook. She's also an author and an advocate and a poet. And she's all of these awesome things. And she's also a writer for Horse Illustrated. Now, I feel like I think you said that there's a new magazine you're writing for. There is. It's called Rock and Gem Magazine. Okay. So when you said that earlier, you said, I work for Rock and Gem Magazine. Does anybody else think that sounds like a quarter horse name? Rock and Gem. <laughs> Rock That's and good Gem. Point. I was like, oh my Probably gosh. she spelled writes- differently though. <laughs> <laughs> Rock and Gem Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's not a quarter horse magazine. What magazine? What is it? It is not. It is about um, gemstones and minerals and fossil hunters and uh, how to find fossils. As a matter of fact, I just filed a story yesterday about diving for shark's teeth and other fossils here in Venice, Florida. Why on earth do you know about these yeah, things? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's like anything else. I don't until I do the research. <laughs> but actually, it was um, Holly at Horse Illustrators who said, you have to write for these people because it's a fabulous magazine and you're made for it. So... Um, so I did, I started working for them and I, uh, another story I did for them, you probably catch up with it online is called dazzling dentistry. And that's about people who have their like cavities filled with gemstones what? <laughs> or have, yeah, or have, um, little gold trinkets attached to their teeth. Oh yeah. It's a big business. It's a big deal. No way. Okay. So at this point <clears throat> I've got you as a wife, cook, poet, Horse lover, gemologist, and dental assistant. I mean, That's right. what do you That's not right. do? Nothing. <laughs> I don't do windows. <laughs> you hear about the you hear about Renaissance men. You're a Renaissance woman. Right. Well, thank you. Amazing. All right. Well, I'm going to check out Rock and Jim. I was going to breed my mare to him next year anyway. So that's cool. <laughs> He's real expensive, though, I hear. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> A little pricey. All right. Well, um, what is our recipe we're going to go over today? Because it looks divine. It is absolutely divine. Um, my friend, uh, uh, my my very best and dearest friend, Grace Pampanato, um, I, who I worked with for like a thousand years. We've been friends for 40 years. And she brought things to me and she said, here, if you're looking for something to snack on, you have to eat this. And she also put them in my Easter basket. So they're called Everything Cookie Bars. And it's very simple. You know, it's very simple. It's a couple of sticks of butter and some sugar and brown sugar and eggs and baking powder and baking soda and flour and oatmeal. That's the that's the part that makes it healthy. <laughs> it's the oatmeal. Oh yeah, the oats. <laughs> that's really gonna. It makes up for the butter and sugar and brown sugar. Well, and, it makes <laughs> up for everything else. <laughs> trims the waistline, I'm sure, because then but, you get to add the everything ingredients, which some of these could be considered healthy. Well, that's right. That's that's how I absolve myself. She actually made them with butterfinger bits. Oh, and gosh. I have to tell you, they're gone. I mean, they're just <laughs> gone. I mean, I would have to fight Barry for them, you know, in the kitchen, but um, they're gone. So, but to make them healthy, you put in things like raisins and dried fruit and nuts and coconut. And so I think I'm going to try that. Although I, I'm not a really good baker because I don't take direction well, but um if I can't figure this out, I'll let Gracie do it because she's really she's a fabulous baker. <laughs> that's what makes I mean, Italian chefs. Pat, that's what makes Italian chefs so good, though, is when they don't take direction well or can't follow. Yeah, that's directions. true. Yeah, but in that's baking, true. you have to. It's yes. like a science. <laughs> no question about it. No question about it. And she makes the most amazing things. And uh, so, whenever we have um, dinner parties or holidays or whatever, I, I come up with the other stuff and she does all the baking. That's probably a good idea. So Pat, the other day I tried to bake and I was like, I'm going to make cookies. I have all the ingredients. I just Googled like cookie recipe, which now I'll make these. Uh, So I went to make them and I have my own chickens. And so I have my own chicken eggs and I'm like, I am going to measure everything because this is going to (laughs) come out right. I have to be studious and I get and I go and I've got all my dry ingredients. I've mixed them all. And then you've got to add in your wet ingredients. And I crack an egg into, I'm supposed to put one egg in there. I crack the egg into the thing. I probably should have done it off to the side, but I didn't. I just cracked it in there. It was a double yolk. 
So it was like, oh. a, so I added two eggs, all my science <laughs> down the drain. Yeah, my mom always said, crack it in a bowl, because if there's blood in it, yep. too, you don't want it. You'd it's have true. to throw the whole thing out. Uh, it's true. Ugh, yeah. That's gross. Yeah. You really have to but do that if there's blood in it, you throw it out? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Why? What does that mean? It just means there's blood. You don't want blood. You don't want chicken blood in your recipe, or your, if the egg's yeah. bad, like you you know instantly by the smell. Isn't if the egg's that bad. like blood in the recipe? Isn't that adding iron? All of you meat eaters, <laughs> remind me not to eat at her it house. When we go over <laughs> I'm not eating it, but you, I'll make it for you. Good greasy, good greasy. Oh gosh. Okay, so what are the directions here? How complicated is this? This is not this is not complicated. Actually, you do what you did incorrectly, right? You, you cream the <laughs> butter and the sugars together, and then you add the eggs and you know the the baking powder and the soda and stuff, and then you throw the oats in, and then you mix everything together and put in whatever makes your little heart happy, um, butterfinger bits, uh, chocolate chips. Um, Coconut, actually, that sounds pretty good. Is the coconut, the the chocolate chips and the coconut? That sounds Ooh. like like really fabulous. And you know, you throw in some, uh, you can throw in some other dried fruit or nuts or, or uh, seeds. But we don't want this to be too healthy. So I would either <laughs> go with the chocolate chips and the coconut, or the butterfinger bits and the coconut, and you, you know, put them in the oven and bake them. I agree. Them. I agree. I, and and this is my unpopular opinion here, uh, because I hear about it all the time. Is you will ruin ruin a brownie by putting nuts in it and you'll ruin a cookie by adding raisins. So unpopular oh, opinion. Oh, no, I don't know. Nuts, to, nuts to brownies. You Chocolate can't eat a brownie without nuts. With raisins. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Mm. It's true. Hey, I got to ask you, if Pat. God, I, I got, well, by the way, I wanted to say that we'll put this recipe in the show notes for today's show so you can go, go get the exact cool. how you do it. But I got to cool. ask both of you guys, have either one of you, because I get the ads all the freaking time on Facebook, have either one of you done one of the, the mail-at-home meal things? Oh, my gosh. I You said mail at home, and I was like, what? The, <laughs> Some guy comes to your house and makes dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, yes, I do. The, I've done them all. Yeah, actually. and? Uh, some are better than others. I've had to cancel ones pretty quick. But usually, like, you can sign up and then get the meal in the box and discount, super discount the first, like, four. Right. And then I'll cancel it. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that they're that they're pretty expensive. And, of course, it's expensive to go to the supermarket now, so I don't know. Yeah, it's I I like it because I, I get to pick the recipes and pick what I want, and it sends me vegetarian ones that I make Chad eat. Oh uh, yeah. So and usually I'll just take like if it's like a pasta, I'll just take some of my own, m- add more vegetables and more pasta to it to make it feed the whole family kind of thing. Sure. So I'm a fan of of some of them. Some of them not so much. Like yeah. Blue Apron is amazing. The food was great, but you got to be like Pat and like cooking. Because yeah, it's like see, that's a the thing. So many of them, you this still requires 35, 40 minutes to to make it. Mm-hmm, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to come. I want to ship to me already made, and I just heat it up. That's what I. Mean. Oh my god! Go to the grocery store and go to the freezer section, you loser. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or get you know a rotisserie chicken and call it a day. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> rotisserie for everyone. All right. Yeah, rotisserie for everyone. Well, Pat, we've plugged now horse. Illustrated and Rock and Gem, and uh, we can also find Pat on Facebook, Pat Rea. And as always, we love you. And I just, I can't. Someday I'm going to meet you, and it's going to be monumental. It's going to be awesome. It will. It will be a movable feast, I'm sure. <laughs> I can't wait. All right, Pat. Thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you so much, darling. Have a fabulous day, both of you. Thanks, you Pat. too. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Oh, we love having her on. She's so much fun. She's, she's like the Italian grandma I never had, or Italian she, mom I never had. You know, we know joked, she but she's a darn good writer, and she's been writing for Horse Illustrated. By the way, the Horse Illustrated episode will be next Tuesday, and she's been writing for Horse Illustrated for forever. I mean, for as long as I can yeah. remember. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to see some of her uh, work, head on over to horseillustrated.com and you'll find some of her work too. But yeah, she's been doing a great job. Thanks, Pat. And these look good. And you can add whatever you want to make them as healthy or as unhealthy as you want. So It's making me hungry. <laughs> we'll, put, uh, we'll put it in our show notes as far as the recipe is concerned. So you'll have it right there. It, 
Well, you know, I don't know if you can make these healthy. It's two sticks of butter and a cup of sugar and a cup of brown sugar. So I don't know if you're making <laughs> There's them oats and nuts. Oats and nuts. <laughs> it starts out pretty unhealthy, I'm just saying. Speaking of health, this health segment is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine. And today we have Dr. Brian Waldridge, Dr. B. He's going to explain what is a blood panel and why might it be necessary? We've taken this one from a past episode. It's only about five minutes, but I know some of you have veterinarians that say, hey, we should get a blood panel. Well, what is that? We're going to find out. As part of our glossary of horsemen's terms, uh, this time we're going to do something called a blood chemistry panel. I want to know what it is and why would your vet ask to get one? Well, it, it gives you a lot of information. And, you know, if you've ever looked at those reports, you can see there's a lot of stuff on there. So kind of what I tell clients is basically I get to look at um, liver, kidney, electrolytes, muscle enzymes, and try and look at that and see it, it kind of gives you a, a bit of a way to start looking if, if there's abnormalities and you try and look at the different um, different enzymes. A lot of those are enzymes. And we can look at those and try to decide, well, so some of the enzymes may come from both muscle and liver. Some are specific for liver. Some are specific for muscle. But if you start to see there's a little pattern, say that all the liver enzymes are high, you know, well, maybe this horse has liver disease. So uh, several of those look for liver liver functions, and some look for muscle enzymes. And they're, if they're high, that helps you to know that there may be muscle damage because those enzymes will leak out of the muscles. And then you have things like potassium and sodium and chloride and calcium and phosphorus. So it helps you to know some electrolyte values because you know some of those can indicate things like um, you know if a foal has a ruptured bladder, you see changes in the electrolytes. Or um, sometimes in colic, if the the gut's twisted, you may see changes in those. So it, it helps you to pinpoint a body system that may be affected and kind of gives you a, a broad look at what the horse's health is and what may be going on if the horse is sick. So let me see if I get this right. A blood chemistry panel is a little bit like when you take your car into the car repair fellow and he connects it to the computer and it downloads all of its data that tells you what condition all of the different systems that make your car go are in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's with the change engine light on a, on a horse. Yeah, kind of like that. You can look and see if, if you if you need to go and you know change something or look for uh, somewhere you need to look for a disease. That's right. Because sometimes sometimes your your uh, your timing belt is starting to go, but you really don't know that until it's gone. So you take your car in once a year for its little checkup against the computer, and the computer can go, oh well, it's it's getting one half of one percent less tension on that thing because it's getting this less air there and it shows up as a, a demographic on there and it, it works the same way with the blood chemistry panel. It just gives you a systems check. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to put it and, and, and helps you to narrow down where you may need to look. Well, cool. So under what circumstances might a veterinarian ask for a blood chemistry panel? I do it on most, most every sick horse that comes in the hospital because Again, it helps me to know where do I need to look. And I guess another thing is I look at kidney values a lot because if there's elevation in the kidney proteins that normally would go out in the urine, that helps you know that the horse is dehydrated because it's you know, a big problem in horses because they get dehydrated, they feel bad. And when those kidney values go up, it also makes the horse feel bad. So that helps you know, well, this horse may need fluids and, and you know, muscle enzymes are important for us too to you know, look for if a colic comes in, their muscle enzymes are higher, then you know that horse maybe it's been rolling for a while and you know, maybe the the horse was somewhere where the owner couldn't see it or the owner wasn't around to see the horse really colic. So um you know, that's where they kinda of become helpful to me is knowing what problems to chase. So it just narrows things down. Well, there we go. That explains what a blood panel is and why we would want to have one. Once again, thank you for clearing up those gray areas, Dr. B. And where can folks find you on the World Wide Web? I'm on Facebook. And it's called Dr. B's Bluegrass. And I like to try and just put up kind of the what I see day to day in Kentucky, some of the cool horses and cool things I get to see. And, uh, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of racing, so... 
I try to put up, like, I really like to have old horse stories, things about horses like Man of War and Secretariat and all those great ones. So try and just uh, let everybody see a little bit what goes on with the equine vet in Kentucky and some of the horses I get to see. There we go. Thanks a lot, Dr. B. It's always a pleasure. Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds has one, two, three, four different formulas that we're going to chat about very briefly today. First one on the list balances the needs of horses who need calories, but they also need a little bit of focus. What's that one called? It's called Mass No Sass. They also have a formula that's going to balance the needs of a horse that needs a lot of energy because he is a high-performance competitor. What's that one? That one is called Freestyle Performance or Tramex. Because yes, trail horses can be high-performance animals. And for senior horses or horses who have dental issues... That one's called Senior. Tough to remember. And for those who want a top-quality, non-GMO feed, which is what all of Daily Dose Equine's feeds are, but they also have a really serious budget that they need, they need to stick to, what do, they ha- what do you have for them? We call that product Sweet and Safe. Well, before we get to our next guest, our Black Rain's guest of the month, I found this story. It's it's gone viral. There's a divorce lawyer on TikTok named the Jetty Girl Twenty Eight. Oh, that sounds like somebody I want to hire. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm famous on TikTok for my divorce. Oh, you're really going to want to hire her after this. So she's done these videos that have gotten millions of views, and what she's done is little videos that talk about the top five professions a woman should avoid in a husband. And this is, she's been a divorce lawyer for a decade. And what she's saying is that these professions tend to be far more difficult in dealing with the divorce. They have kind of a nuke the earth, you know, scorch the earth, how dare you challenge me kind of approach to litigation. Uh, so Ooh, they're, they're just. This uh, is going to be good. <laughs> all right. So these are the five that women that you should not marry. Okay. No, men, men, women should not marry. No, correct. Sorry. Did okay. I say that backwards? <laughs> yes, it's okay. all good. Um, or men should not marry. You know, either one. True. <laughs> so either one. So uh, the five worst professions are firemen, policemen, military men, surgeons, and pilots. Uh, I knew that was going to be first. Okay, let's break this down. Firemen, why? They're like in a room with other dudes for 24 hours at a time and then they come home. I, I, why why well, not a fireman? It's because well, they're attractive. What they, what, it was interesting in the article, or, or the article, I didn't watch all the videos, but what she said is like if you're a policeman, you're walking around with a gun, you're walking around with authority all the time. If you're a surgeon, you're walking around the hospital, everybody looks up to you, you're in charge, blah, blah, blah. And then you come home and all of a sudden somebody's asking you to take out the trash. So she's saying that it's a difficult transition to make where when you're at work, you're a god, and when you're at home, you're the husband who has to do all this crap. Okay, what's next? Well, who was next? Policeman, same kind of situation? Same situation, right, because they're an authority figure, right? I can understand policemen. I would think of policemen are, are – there's just so much going on there, and it's just very complicated. But pilots, what she says about pilots. Meanwhile, pilots, including those who work in the military – so now, now we have your husband twice, because he <laughs> was in the military, and now he's a pilot in, in civil life – have a lot of responsibility as they are in control of 150, 200, 400 people's lives at a time, and they tend to be very narcissistic and very controlling. Now, in your case, in your relationship, I think it's the other way. Uh, but, you know, what do I know? You know, I, I got to I gotta think. Okay, so fighter pilots. You knew a lot pilots. of them. Let's take your husband out of the mix. You know a oh, lot yeah. of fighter pilots. I do. And I know some really awesome fighter pilots and I know some really punk ass fighter pilots. Yeah. Like, like the kind of guy, like the big, well, there's the a joke from in the, the movie. <laughs> so there's a joke in the, uh, airline pilot world is how do you know a guy used to be a fighter pilot? Okay. Oh. He'll tell you in the first five seconds of your conversation. <laughs> So that's kind of how the airline pilots see ex-fighter pilots and stuff. But I got to tell you, there's not many other people I'd want in charge of my life than a narcissistic control freak. You know what I mean? Well, that is true. 
I'd rather right. you be very involved in preserving your own life and be very controlling about all the buttons you have to push and do all the things. So to me, that's a good thing. Now, is my husband that when he flies? I've seen him at work when I went to his fighter squadron and I was like, ah. Oh, you're kind of a dick. Like, <laughs> when he was at work, I was like, I'm glad you're not that guy when you come home because, like, I wouldn't take it. But he comes home to decompress. He must decompress. be good at compartmentalizing. He, yeah. he just, he just, yeah. Now he's, but he's done it for so long that I think it just is normalized, I guess. But I yeah, want my surgeon always... kind of that way, though, too, don't you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I want you to want to have a perfect record and, and yeah. to be a type and to hit all the, you don't want somebody like me flying a plane and be like, I hit that button. You know what? I'll get to it. It's really far. I'll get over there in a minute. I'm going to do this right now. Like you don't want somebody like me. You want somebody like that. <laughs> yeah. And so it was, you don't want it was, Jamie and I operating on you because we're, our minds are wandering, you know, we're not really there. So the, um, there was firefighter, policemen, pilots, who else was military there? Military men. Okay. But you know what? There, it was interesting, the comments. There were thousands of comments on our videos. And half of them were, yeah, I married that guy. He was a jerk, right? Uh, I married that fireman. He was a jerk. I married that policeman. He was a jerk. And then the other half were just in your situation where my, mine's not like that at all. You know, so but you know what? I dated a firefighter EMT and he was a total machismo D bag. And then I also dated a cop who broke up with me at my own birthday party. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. <clears throat> so you've dated both. You have both. I've dated, dated both. <laughs> I've dated most. Oh, do you know what? Do you know what? What she had one person that men shouldn't marry, one woman type that men shouldn't marry occupation wise. Okay. And this one. Uh, she got flamed big time for this one on the comments. I mean, there were tens of thousands of comments. Stay-at-home moms. And the reason she said that kind of made sense, although— How could she, how would she not get flamed? I mean, who's reading her <laughs> yes. blog? Yes. Stay-at-home moms. Exactly. So she got flamed for that. What she said was, stay-at-home moms tend to be caught off guard when— the husband breaks up or whatever, uh, tends to be caught off guard, and they drag their feet. So the divorces take forever. They go to the full length. She said to one one segment that you can count on going the full two years for the divorce is stay-at-home moms. Yeah, I, 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 I get that. My mama, when she divorced my dad— Oh my God! It would never end. Well, and it just that's never what ended. she said. She said that's the reason. She said it's not a, you know not other things. Don't get mad at me. It's just because they tend to be the ones that drive. How about their feet. this? She could have said, "Don't divorce a stay-at-home mom, but you could still marry one." <laughs> there you go. There you go. I knew this one would excite you. So uh, there you go. I don't think Chad's any of these things. Of course, I don't well, know him very I'm, well. I'm so. sure he appreciates me calling him a dick on the air. <laughs> We well, will you not know be what? telling it you about worked. this episode. He had this to be. Whole, he was in this charge. Whole episode, I know, but this whole episode is a secret, people. Okay, <laughs> yes, this is a secret. Not... I've talked about the bunny. I've talked about my husband. Pilot What's he doing I mean, today? Is he golfing? He won't be listening if he's golfing. No, he's not. He won't be listening. Okay, good. Because I know that we're not live. Sometimes, but uh... he did when it was live. But now that is, we release it an hour after we record it. <laughs> It's gone. Oh, good. Love good. It. Well, we're yeah. safe now. We can talk about him. All right. Let's get to <laughs> <laughs> let's change the subject so we all don't get in trouble and talk about saddles. All right. Are you looking for a saddle that's affordable, durable, and comfortable for you and your horse? It sounds like you're looking for a Wintech. Wintech saddles combine world-leading innovations and high-tech materials and lightweight, weatherproof, and easy care saddles. The comprehensive Wintech range offers not only cutting-edge designs, but also reaches new standards in fit, comfort, and performance benefits, both for you and your horse. Side note, I had Larissa, who was over helping me on Monday, she got in my Wintech. And, and this Wintech, I have, I mean, I, it's the first saddle I put on horses, you know, like it gets beat up, they roll in it, it's like lived forever. She got in and she's like, oh my God, this saddle is so comfortable. <laughs> I was like, really? I'm so old. Like, Even 20 she, year olds Wintechs are comfortable. <laughs> I, that saddle is 20 years old. Anyway, it's easy to see why Wintech is the world's number one synthetic saddle brand. They now have a high, a wide and a high withered saddles and several of the styles for those really hard to fit horses with styles for any discipline and confirmation. There's a Wintech saddle for you. Visit Wintech-saddles.com. W-I-N-T-E-C. Wintech-saddles. 
Saddles.com today to view Wintech's full range of saddles and reach a new level of comfort for you and your horse. Well, our Black Reigns guest of the month is Jamila Sims. She is here with us right now, and I'm so excited because I have never seen more beautiful pictures, and we're going to talk about those today. Hi, Jamila. Hello. And I actually have gotten married, so my last name is now Scott. (laughs) Oh, well, congratulations on that, too. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So, And you're from Atlanta, where Jamie's from. Yes, I live in Atlanta. I'm actually from Wisconsin. Milwaukee is where I was born and raised. That's why you have more of the Wisconsin accent than the Southern accent. So that makes sense now. <laughs> I don't have a Southern accent at all. Yeah, no, not at all. So tell us, we'd love to start with learning about people's horses. Tell us about your horse. Sure. So we are actually an Arabian family. My husband uh, grew up in Chicago and his mom had Arabian. So it's time out, time family. out. I have to stop you. You are from Wisconsin <laughs> and he's from Chicago. You're both in Atlanta and you both have horses. How did that happen? Well, we, well, so it's really funny because most of the time women drag their husbands kicking and screaming into equestrianism, but it actually was the opposite. Well, he didn't drag me, but um, he grew up riding horses and I was exposed to horses later on in life just because he rides. So it was kind of the, the opposite for us. Do the keeper, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so you live in Atlanta and have horses. You must have mm-hmm. them outside the city. So <laughs> we do. Yeah, there you go. We do. We have our horses in Stockbridge. We have three Arabians. We have one mare and two geldings. Uh, my mayor's name is Camille. I actually named her after my mom, which we thought was cute, but I don't know. Some people are like, why would you name your horse after your mom? <laughs> <laughs> so, but I just love the name Camille. So Camille is my horse. Uh, she's a chestnut Arabian mare. Uh, really beautiful. She's um, super feisty, which I've heard a lot of chestnut mares are. Um, whereas our geldings, uh, one of them, his name is junior. He's actually, he's one of those like really cranky horses, you know, like a little untrustworthy. I won't ride him because I, I just have trust issues with him. And then, uh, our other horse is Z and he's super sweet also, but he's green. My husband green broke him. So is it, those are our three horses. Are, do you show or do you trail ride? What, what do you do? Man, that's an interesting question. So, um, like I said, we board our horses in Stockbridge and across the street from where we board our horses is a huge park that has miles and miles and miles of trail ride or trails. So we trail ride quite a bit, but actually we just left Argentina, what, three weeks ago, a month ago where we were there playing polo. Oh, wow. So that's kind of the new thing. Yeah. That's the new thing is actually... Uh, my husband has played for quite some time, but I'm new to it. So we went to Argentina so that I could work with the pro and actually learn how to hold the mallet correctly. And you, you know. went to where <laughs> you went to the ultimate place to learn to play. Yes, <laughs> yes, we did, we did, we did. It was a super cool experience, and yeah, we had a good time. We had a good time. So we trail ride, we play polo. My husband has done an endurance race. I have, I have not. Um, let me think what else we've done. He also used to play polo cross. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, I've tried polo cross, but I'm not very good at that either. So those mm. are probably the A lot of hand-eye coordination in that one. A lot of getting hit it in is. the head. <laughs> it is. You know, like, it's in the air, and you have this racket, and you have to catch it, and then people are hitting you, and uh, it's, it's, it's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> is, is is the face of the family, okay? She's the pretty one. Yes. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today, Jamila, was your incredible, amazing website with the most beautiful pictures I've ever seen of a person and horses. Uh, it's called Equestrian Noir. First of all, explain to explain to people that are younger uh, what Noir is. So Noir is actually the French word for black. So essentially, it's just black equestrian or equestrian black. Yeah. And, and a lot of times in f- photography, Noir means black and white. Right, it means it does mean black and white. Yeah, yeah. you're taking in the the pictures in black and white, and noir in film is black and white films from the old days. That's kind of how they refer to them. So, your website is a photography website, and you've worked with a couple of really cool people, including the most amazing photographer. By the way, yes, yes. So she's so talented. Explain how you you got this group together and why. 
Yes. So I started off my career or the majority of my career I've spent in corporate America and I really needed a creative outlet. Um, I've always loved photography, although I'm not a photographer. And I had uh, a group of really talented women that have been in my life for various reasons. Um, I have a photographer. Her name is Janet Howard, a makeup artist, as well as a hairstylist named Rakan Nicole. And I tapped them on the shoulder and I said, hey, ladies, you know, let's try to do some sort of a creative uh, um, project together using photography. And the only stipulation that I added was that horses had to be involved. So with that, you know, the photographer was super enthusiastic about it because she mostly does events and weddings. And this gave her an opportunity to work with different lighting techniques and different angles and, and, and horses, which she had never done before. Um, and then the hairstylist, she was super excited about it because, um, you know, there are only so many bobs that you can cut before you're like, my God, like what? <laughs> Where's all of my talent going, you know? So for her, she really wanted to explore creating wigs. So if you look on my website, she's made all of these like really fantastic and awesome wigs by hand. So it gave everybody sort of a creative outlet to express themselves in a way that they weren't able to do in their day jobs. And for me, the part of it that I love um, even more so than being in front of the camera is being sort of a creative director. So I choose the venues, the horses, um, sort of where in the venue we're going to shoot. I choose the themes of the shoots. I pick all the costumes, uh, all of that. So it gave me the opportunity to kind of function in a really creative way outside of how I was functioning in my day-to-day job. Well, I mean, she has a good subject to photograph, too. You're oh, absolutely that's beautiful. Very sweet. Thank pictures. you. That's very sweet. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Plus Thank the horses you. and then just the costumes. I mean, you, you've done a, such a wide variety. Now, Jamie, uh, while you were, we had a little bit of a break here while we were getting you back set up with your audio, uh, wants to know about the guy. Uh, Actually, you said, do you think that's her husband? And I said, I don't know. Let me see the picture. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes, that is actually my husband. Oh, Oh my God. Oh, my God. I even said, oh, my God. So (laughs) that is is the guy. He's like the Adonis one. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) The Adonis is my husband. Yes. Well Well done, girl. How do you find that? He's a polo player. He's an Adonis. He looks like that. (laughs) I I didn't even didn't even. What I loved was the pictures uh, on the bottom where you are dressed like almost like a early turn of the century equestrian with the hair and the outfit. Oh oh my gosh, stunning! How fun was that? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and we took a little bit of a hiatus because we had a baby. So if you look on, wait a minute, uh, wait a minute, I'm going to stop you there. So you who look like this, now I don't like her, and him who looks like he does had a baby (laughs) who must be absolutely amazing looking. Oh, he's a cute little guy. His name is Miles. He just turned a year actually. So yeah, we had a baby. Yeah, Miles has a good future with the girls. (laughs) (laughs) So we took a little bit of time off. But if you check out our Instagram, Miles is actually on it. He's he's on at equestrian underscore noir right, and Miles. Right we've actually photographed with him um, prof- with Janet. So yeah, he's he's actually been on horseback already. What irritates me is that you've had a baby and you still look like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're just making everybody mad today, Jamila. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, they're beautiful. Their yeah, pictures are. are great. Were most of these done down in, in the Stockbridge area? They were, yeah. Most of them were somewhere between Stockbridge and Conyers. Um, we try not to go too, too far outside of the city just because it becomes a little bit more challenging to like coordinate. But for the most part, yeah, we're all in the Stockbridge area. Oh, I the baby is beautiful too. I mean, I just saw the Thank pictures you. of the baby. Yeah. Well, I was noticing, I was looking at the the scenes uh, that you guys have set up, which is like, there's a lot of like kind of old cars in the woods and old barns and just very perfect for the period. But also I was like, yeah, that's Georgia. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, junk cars yeah. tucked in the woods. Yep, that's Georgia. You, know, you just made actually, it artistic. It's just um, the place where we actually board our horses. They have like 
acres upon acres. And it's been like this family farm for years. So they have all of these like really interesting sort of like dilapidated barns and old cars that are just sort of tucked away. And so we just took advantage of it. I said, these are really kind of cool looking. It adds a lot of great texture to the picture. So we've taken lots of pictures with things that wouldn't ordinarily be thought of as beautiful. Do you rent these outfits or do you No, you know what? I have an entire costume closet. It really kind of makes me a little sad. So anybody... (laughs) You need an Arabian girl outfit. She's got one for you. (laughs) I have all the costumes. So anybody who's out there who is a stylist or a costume developer who wants to get involved in photographer, please DM me because (laughs) I cannot buy not one more costume. Like I have a costume addiction and my husband has a saddle addiction. Like we have a garage full of saddles. I'm like, you cannot bring another saddle home, please. Stop it. Yeah, he's a keeper. Stop it with well, the saddles. Where can people go see all of these photographs that we've been talking about? Sure. So there's a bit of a selection on equestriannoir.com. So they're on the website. You will find some. But if you want the lion's share of the pictures, I would say check out our Instagram, which is at equestrian underscore noir. And noir is spelled with an E. N-O-I-R-E. So if you check that out, you'll get all of the photos. That's where we are. You definitely need to check them out. They're absolutely beautiful. Well done. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's very cool. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Equestriannoir.com is where you can find Jamila and all her beauty. And him too, the other guy, you know, with the muscles. (laughs) You can find him there too. (laughs) My my husband, I'll have to tell him that you guys were very complimentary. Don't tell him that. He doesn't need to know. (laughs) He already knows. (laughs) Well, Black Rains, by the way, it's Black Rains Magazine. They are the ones that send us these guests once a month. And they are the most fascinating, fun guests we have. She was a treat. Uh, that was definitely you, you a highlight. Never would have, yeah, you never would have learned about it had you not heard it here. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> and check out the pictures. Take the time. We'll put the link in the show notes. Check out the pictures. They're worth seeing. It's amazing what she does. Uh, and, uh, you know, for all you women listening, go check him out, too. Because uh, J- Jamie yeah. seems to think he's worth checking out as well. <laughs> I was like, man, she needs to hit the gym. Please. <laughs> That's it. Uh, thank you for joining us today. You can find all the links for everything we do at horsesinthemorning.com. Our past episodes are there as well. We have 20 plus shows on the network. We don't talk about that often, but we have a lot of other shows. So go check out the other shows. My wife does one called Horse Tip Daily, gets thousands of downloads every single week. Horse Tip Daily, it's short shows, five minutes where she does tips about everything horse. So she gets cool guests on there, very short. If you have something specific like a health thing or something you want to look up, just go to Horse Tip Daily, search for it, and you'll find the tips immediately that we're done. You can just go listen to them directly, uh, save you a lot of time. So that is one resource we don't talk about enough here on the Horse Radio Network. You can find Jamie at Flyover Farm on Facebook, Jamie Jennings, Certified Monty Roberts Instructor. See all these videos of these cool horses I have right now. You do. You posted a bunch yesterday, too. So check those out. Auditors, hang on for the post show. We'll do a couple of weird news stories. And thank you for listening today. Tomorrow will be that special episode with Jamie and Monty answering listener questions. Awesome. All right. Spade Neuter Guild, everybody. Get your really bad ads into Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com for Friday. Do I get paid for tomorrow's episode? Uh, I feel like I should. No, that's your donation to uh, Monty <laughs> Cause. All right, we're out. So before we get to weird news, auditors like to hear about the back behind the scenes things. We use Skype to record, and for some reason, when we call T-Mobile phones, it hangs up on them every That's four weird. minutes. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. It's been happening now for, what, a couple months? Mm-hmm. And and our guest today, who we absolutely was fascinating, we loved her, but we got hung up on about six times. <laughs> it was just frustrating. Jamila was great, but uh, I don't know what's going on with T-Mobile. My Skype doesn't cooperate. If anybody knows the answer to that, please, please let us know because it's driving us nuts. All right. You want to do some weird news? Let's do it. Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's Weird News. Well, you know... uh... 
These are all stories that most of them were sent to me by listeners that maybe you're reading through whatever news source that you're in and you see a story and you're like, Oh my God, that's super weird. Those are the ones I want. Email them to Jamie at horseradionetwork.com with weird news in the subject line. Being said, where do we usually start or finish? Florida. Yes. Also Oklahoma. So we're going to start in Oklahoma today and I wouldn't done the story, but it is Oklahoma. So I just thought it was interesting. Okay. If you think of an eight year old girl, what does she usually collect? Dolls, things like that. Uh, Yeah. Dolls is what I think of. Yeah. Yeah. Dolls, toys, like, Drawings. I don't know. Uh, well, there's a young lady named Shelby Counterman, and she has a dollhouse in her room. She does. She likes dolls. She also breeds cockroaches what? for pets. Shelby, who lives Come in Tulsa, to Florida, Oklahoma, you don't need to breed them. <laughs> this is the HuffingtonPost.com. Became a cockroach collector when she was three after a neighbor. <clears throat> generously gave her some bugs of her own. At first, Shelby was. Upset that they were all boys. So she took matters into her own hand by going to a local pet store. And she said, I went to Safari Joe's and told him I want babies. So they gave me more boys and girls. And I started breeding cockroaches. Well, okay. First of all, do pet stores have cockroaches? I, I don't. I'm going to get to what, what are the what kind of cockroaches are they? Like, I don't know. Why would you breed cockroaches? <laughs> yeah, so here's the, the thing. She had keeps them all in like little plastic containers and aquariums, but she lines the aquarium with Vaseline, which keeps the cockroaches from crawling out. Maybe I could line her house with Vaseline. That would keep them from crawling in. Oh, my God. <laughs> we tend to uh, call them other things in Florida so we don't have to call them cockroaches. Uh, Shelby's mom, Meg Counterman, admits her daughter's hobby was a little creepy at first, but now they've gotten used to it. (laughs) A little creepy? Unbelievable. All right, well, I'm not going to Tulsa. Some people, you know, collect snakes and things. Next. (laughs) All right, so there's a zoo in Kansas, and they have all these flamingos. And flamingos are not the typical birds you see in Kansas. Flying across the sky. <laughs> well, yeah. So a flamingo 17 years ago flew away from the Kansas Zoo. It escaped the Kansas Zoo and went off on its own. Didn't like the shrimp there. Shrimp wasn't good at the Kansas I Zoo. I guess uh, Kansas doesn't have fresh fish. <laughs> um, so this flamingo was just spotted 17 years later. In Texas. Was it marked? Is that how they do? I don't know how they knew it was him. Uh, Pink Floyd, also known as number 492, fled the (laughs) Sedgwick County Zoo in Wichita, Kansas in 2005. Um, He came from Tanzania. They tried to, they decided it would be unethical to amputate part of the bird's wing to prevent them from flying since they were already adult. So they clipped the feathers and uh, it's like getting a haircut, they said. But they needed to be uh, I didn't even know they clipped could fly. again. They're so big. I didn't even know they could fly. I mean, I, I, I would think of them like ostriches, but I yeah. guess they fly. Two of them flew the coop, and they said, I mean, this whole article is littered with puns. <laughs> and one of these, Pink Floyd, has been spotted along the te- Texas coast for several years. He is 27 years old. Experts estimate that flamingos can live up until about 30 in the wild. That is crazy. Hmm. He's like, I'm going south. To the beach. (laughs) We were talking to the neighbor. I think I've mentioned on the show that we have a a macaw that lives in a huge cage in the backyard. I can see it from where I'm my office. And he he talks away. He just talks all day. He's he's kind of cool. He's two foot tall. He's huge. And the guy said, yeah, my wife wasn't really happy when I got him because – He's going to outlive both of us. And when I die, she's the one with the McCall. Because they lived to like 100. So, Wow. Yeah. yeah. You have to plan for succession. the next of kin. Yeah, succession. <clears throat> <laughs> um, now we're going to move over to Arizona. Hit the button. Oh, oh, sorry. I was interrupted by my wife. We're going to go to Arizona where uh, police were called because there was an animal 
in a car. And I, I, I guess, I mean, these little suckers can be kind of aggressive. That's right. A re- Arizona resident left her car door open and went inside. And when she came outside, there was a javelina in her car. Do you know what a javelina is, Glenn? I have no idea. What's a javelina? Javelina is, they're, they're in the desert. They're like tiny pigs, but they're incredibly aggressive. Incredibly aggressive. And so if you see a javelina, you just want to go run. because they looked they, them up. They, they look like tiny pigs. Yeah, they're tiny pigs. And uh, I never heard of them until I lived in Arizona. Well, apparently this lady um, <clears throat> left her car door open and the javelina jumped in the car. <laughs> and it was the hatch. <laughs> and then the hatch then closed, trapping oh, the no. javelina inside. So she gets this javelina. Do you know why he jumped in? Because she left an open bag of Cheetos in the car. So Can this javelina jumped in. Eats the Cheetos, apparently gets the bag stuck on his face at some point, gets it off, rips the dashboard apart, trying to escape. They have these huge fangs. Oh, my God. (laughs) Knocked the car into neutral, causing it to roll down the driveway and across the street. This poor Subaru. It came to arrest, and the javelina was uninjured. And they called the police. A devil, a deputy opened the hatch, and the javelina was uh, able to run back into the wilderness. But like, do what? Like, if you're to open the door, do you like get on top of the car and then like reach down? Because that thing's gonna come out mad. They He's have gonna come four out huge teeth: two f- vampire teeth at the top and two at the bottom. They're huge. They're they're fairly scary. Yeah, they are. <laughs> All right, I got one more for you. Are we ending in Florida? Of course we're ending in Florida, Glenn. (laughs) And you sent me this one, so this this one's your fault. This is a story about Angelo Donnelly. He's 19. (laughs) Let me see. Oh, he's so pretty. Um, (laughs) Do you want to tell this story? No, I don't have it in front of me, actually. Okay, well, a man was arrested Tuesday night after being clocked driving more than 100 miles per hour on I-95. And uh, do you know why he was driving 100 miles an hour down I-95? I know why. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I have this this story. I I saw a Twilight Zone episode. This is going to help all of you who have road rage. Okay, so I saw a Twilight Zone episode a million years ago, but it just stuck with me. And it's a story of this guy who was getting tailgated and these people were desperately trying to pass him. And he kept like, if they'd veer left, he'd veer left. If they'd veer right, he'd veer right. He wasn't letting any, anybody buy. And he wasn't, and he was laughing. He's like, big fat guy eating, you know, smoking cigar. Ha ha ha, I can't let these guys. Turns out the people in the back that are trying to frantically get past him and get to where they're going. It's because one of their siblings has been poisoned. It's in the car dying and has like 10 minutes to get to a hospital. So this again, twilight zone. So they're in the backseat. They're trying to pass. The guy won't let him pass. The, the kid dies. The brother dies. They're grown people, but the, the brother dies. Somehow they end up finding out who the driver was, inviting him up to their house and poisoning him and telling him, you did this to us. You have 10 minutes to get to the hospital or you're going to die. And so he takes off driving and they cut out in front of him. They have a car waiting. This is such a Twilight Zone. And they get in front of him and won't let him pass. And he dies trying to get to the hospital to like, that's how they got him back. That's Twilight Zone. So anytime I see somebody driving really, really fast on the highway or really trying to pass or tailgating, I let him by because what I think is... That poor guy has been poisoned and is trying to get to the hospital. <laughs> so anytime I see somebody flying down the driveway, Chad would be like, oh, my God. I'm like, babe, he was poisoned and he's heading to the hospital. <laughs> so, Clearly. <laughs> so anytime I see somebody do it. So, so if I was on the road, I-95, and I saw a guy going 100 miles an hour, I'd be like, that poor sucker. I can say it. That poor bastard. He's been poisoned and he's heading to the hospital. So. That was not it in this case. <laughs> that was not why 19-year-old. That was a long way to get to tell you that that is not why 19-year-old Angelo Donnelly was observed attempting to overtake a vehicle in the left lane going 100 miles an hour. Uh, he actually went on the shoulder, kicked up debris, almost hit the car he was passing. Why, Glenn? Why was he doing? Oh, he got up to 125 miles an hour. The Fantastic. He got pulled over. And uh, apparently... 
his girlfriend was following him in a separate vehicle and he was trying to <clears throat> show off on how fast he could drive and not get caught. So was the girlfriend going 100 miles I was per just hour too? Say, How'd she keep up with it? After about two seconds, he's gone. And, you know, she can't see him anymore unless she's also doing it. Looking at this lovely Florida resident, I would imagine that not much thought went into this activity. Nor does much thought go into many activities associated with Angelo Donnelly. <laughs> not a big brain. Not a big brain on that guy. Drugs are bad. Don't do that. Yeah, the drugs are bad, and especially in Florida. Apparently, they're worse. Yes. And if you see okay. his picture, he is exactly what you imagine. <laughs> he looks like he could have been like a hockey player. You know how they have yeah. the hockey players that fight? Yes. You know, the, yes. like the one guy. What do they call With those? The teeth mything and, you know, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. That's, but there's yeah. like the one guy that's the the, the fighter guy, and yeah. the hockey fans are yelling at me right now. Anyway, that that is this guy. <laughs> he's looking for a fight. Yeah, he's something else. The enforcer? Is that yeah, the enforcer, yes. Yeah. Yep. They still have That's that guy. guy in hockey. I haven't watched hockey in so long. I don't um, know. They, we don't get much hockey here in Oklahoma on TV. <laughs> no, I imagine you don't. <laughs> Football is All what right, you well, get in Oklahoma. Exactly. That's the story. That's it. I'm going. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us today. Appreciate it. And uh, uh, we'll see you all on Friday. All right. Bye.